And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is Reality Czar's podcast, and we are your hosts tonight, Nate and Thomas. Yeah, that's me, Paranoid American. And uh, we are honored and privileged. We are fucking stoked. We're talking to Jim Bob Ogle Shorts. And actually, also uh, hosting tonight is Ben Tejada Ingram, who is my fucking uh, co... What, what the fuck are we? I don't know. <laughs> are my co-doctors before. Yeah. <laughs> We're a, a investigation team. Yeah, but it is. I I think. <laughs> so Ben has been on the show several times. Um, when we did the Bigfoot documentary, if you go way back, I don't know what episode that is. That was the first time that I talked to Ben. Uh, he was on like a proper guest on the show. Um, but tonight we are talking with Jim Bob again. He is a return great. Uh, thank you, brother, for coming on. How are you doing? Ahoy there, buddy. I'm doing fantabulous. I am so stoked to be doing this with you guys. You you, you hit me up and we're like, man, we're going to do it again, but with ghosts. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for this because I've got ghost stories, man. I, I, I've grew up in some pretty haunted areas. So that was something I'm excited to talk about. Uh, let's get plugs out of the way. Uh, Jim, tell us, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, man, you can find me at unconstitutionalawakening.com or anywhere you can find Unconstitutional Awakening. We're streaming on... Uh, Rumble, bit shooting, Odyssey on the regular. Occasionally, we can get away with throwing an episode on uh, YouTube. I've been doing an experiment. I actually found a trick that you might be interested in. I've I've re-uploaded episodes as just audio, and YouTube didn't kick them. Interesting, huh? So you know, just I know just there's certain people's faces that if like someone <laughs> was telling me, I'm trying to remember who I was talking to, but they were saying because they had talked to Max Egan. And they they got canceled. Anyways, he said if you like put his face there and mention his name too many times, that would be enough to get like your Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you look in the mirror and say his name three times, and YouTube cancels you. Exactly. Oh man, Ben, tell but, us you your know, book, man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jim Bob. What were you saying? Oh no, I mean you know we we actually had Ben on over there, Unconstitutional Awakening one night and. Actually, we even had Thomas on recently too, and That's and fine. you, of course, too, man. We we love having all you guys over there. It's always a blast to have you guys come over there and join us. So uh, I look forward to having you guys back soon again here in the future too. Fucking amen, Ben. Tell us every tell everybody about your book. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. So my first book is uh, the Last Dinosaur of the Lost World. It's available on Amazon. You just type that in, you'll find it. You'll see my name. But my second book, I, dude, I am working on this second book, and it might be published by like a real publisher this time. I've been talking to them, and they're kind of slow to respond. But uh, yeah, it's all it's all about cryptids, and uh, it's called "The Lands Forgotten by Time: An Explorer's Guide to Lost Worlds and Legends." And uh, dude. I think you guys would appreciate this. I got this one chapter in, in there that's all about giants in uh, Peru and Patagonia and South America. Apparently, starting in the 1500s, there was uh, tons and tons and tons of reports from actual like explorers and sailors, and they all said they encountered giants. And uh, one of the original guys even said they captured a couple of the, these giants and were trying to take them back to Europe. And they died on the boat. Of course. Huh. That's fucking <laughs> nifty. Uh, anyway, if I would uh, throw that out there for you guys. I like it. Wild. Thomas, tell everybody where they can find you, buddy. 
You're still on mute, brother. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at paranoidamerican.com, and that's where I got all my comics. And a special shout out to this uh, Secret Mystery School Volume 1 that you can grab on Amazon or on the website. And it's uh, probably like my favorite comic that I actually wrote and created and everything from way back when. It was basically Harry Potter meets a pothead movie. Uh, but it, it started out there and then turned into actually dropping all kinds of knowledge on sacred geometry and um, ancient Greek mystery rites and mystery schools. And it just goes through and breaks everything down. Uh, but again, with like lots of stoner humor and dick jokes, uh, which I think Dude, is I like, the, it. the, it's yeah, I'm, I'm, if I'm reading the room right, that's kind of what everyone's <laughs> gem might be. So yeah, please, please check that one out. Bam. And then we got, I'll throw out the, the time samplers too. That's the OG one. So if you like what you see, come take it a look. Come take a look. I love it. I love it. All right, gentlemen. So we are talking about ghosts. Jim Bob, roll buddy. Tell us, oh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know where you want to get started. If you want to talk some lore, if you want to talk some theory, if you want to talk some personal experiences. Well, I mean, I've always, I've always kind of been into like the paranormal scene kind of thing. Back when I was old enough to get out of the house without my parents giving me too much of a hard time, we'd do the old school like ghost hunting. We'd go to old haunted places that they talk about and go see what we could find and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, I had some interesting experiences prior to that, but like it, I've always had a fascination with it probably ever since I was little. Cause my first instance was I kept telling my parents that my grandfather was walking up the hallway with his newspaper and they were like, well, no honey, he's been gone for years. But like I seen him every night with his newspaper, like I did even before he died and stuff. And this is coming from at like five and six years old at the time. And like, it is, I was later told by a medium that I think I've actually introduced you guys to, um, that, I wasn't seeing, you know, I wasn't crazy. Like that's exactly what I was seeing was he was still lingering around in the house and stuff like that after he had died and whatnot. And so I was just like, wow. So, you know, maybe it's like a knack or something. And just throughout life like that, I kept having weird sightings or paranormal type experiences with things like that, especially trying to go find things. Like we've, we've had some group experiences that were pretty wild. And then I live probably, an hour or so away from the most haunted lake in the country, Lake Lanier. So, and that's, that's a whole story in itself that there's tons of lure and stuff out there about that, but it's all, it's all really interesting because they, they buried a city underneath water and there's still bodies. And to this day, they just come floating up and there's no explanation for most of it. So it's, it's, that's fascinating, man. That's yeah. I'll definitely crazy. ask you some questions about that. I was going to ask what makes the lake so haunted. And then you just explained it. That's, that's fucking neat. Yeah, so dude, they, it was, they flooded the town. Like, how so, did that happen? All right. So back and back in, this was actually a very prosperous, like native black Irish community that was down in this near this river basin and they actually use this river for a lot of their everyday stuff it was big enough to traverse and stuff like that and back and forth into areas all the way down to all the way down like into south georgia and stuff like that and when the army corps of engineers came to georgia they formed every lake that's in the state 
every lake that is here is man-made. There's no natural lakes in this state. It's just a state of rivers. And in doing so, they buried multiple towns with water to create these attractions that we have today or whatever. Lake Lanier being the worst one. Like the town that they covered in Lake Lanier could rival modern day Savannah as far as size. And it was one of those places where you'd see like the riverboat ferry and stuff like that. Like the old South stories you see cartoons of and stuff like that. Well, this would be one of those areas. And they, there was a murder in the town nearby and they blamed somebody from that town and there was already like all these riots and stuff going on in this town at this time. And the army corps engineers were like, run it. And they built it. They after they built the dam, they just set everything free and flooded the town. It all happened so quick that there was, there's still homes and all kinds of stuff at the bottom of this lake and people like there were people that were just living their life when everything flooded and, it, it's it's they such a thing. They didn't evacuate those motherfuckers intentionally because of it being a poor community. Mm. Yeah, I. You said natives. You said Irish, and you said black, and I was like, yes. yeah, that's that's oh, yeah. a sad thing. Yeah. This is going to go great for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, what state is this again? What state specifically is, are we talking about? We're in Georgia. This is up in North Georgia. This this happens to be okay. north of Atlanta. Um. um and, Dude, how how do those like hauntings actually like manifest? Like, so people so, on boats? so there is a mixture of things when it goes on with with that place. There's there's figures seen on the water. There are people of reports constantly being pulled, like that they're, they're being pulled down and stuff. Divers go down there oh. to try to find things, and it's always finding bodies every time. Like that lake produces the most bodies of any lake around and it shouldn't produce as many bodies as it does. And like we, it's a local joke. We're always talking about, you know, none of not, anybody that's from here doesn't go to Lake Lanier because there's just, there's just bad in the water. Like that's, that's a tourist attraction all day long. And you hear all summer, all holiday events and stuff like that of people drowning, people getting pulled over or pulled under, people going missing and stuff like that. And it's, it's, man, it's a super creepy place. I, I, I can honestly say I've only been on it once and it, the whole aura of the place is creepy in itself. And there's actually been a fellow recently that did like an underground movie about it, like a comedy horror movie or whatever, but it was all based off of stories and stuff from you know, locals and people that have been affected by this. Cause it's been, I mean, they, they did this not long after the civil war, but prior to, you know, being too modern and stuff, the railroad tracks were already there, but I was going to ask what the timeline was when they created the, ex this the exact timeline. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to give a wrong date. That's why I'm <laughs> trying to look for the exact, like the exact time that they did it. But there's, I do know that there's been, there's been lots of people try to go and like dive this lake and stuff like that. And it's, it, it's never, okay. It was in 1954 was actually when it was no, no. In the 1800s, they built, uh, I'm sorry. I have some stuff pulled up back here. 
So in the in the late 1800s is when they said that it they started building the dam and by by the 30s they were get the looks like this happened in the late 30s early 40s is when the dam was finished and everything was flooded and there's areas that are somewhere that are over 45 feet in depth that there's just houses and stuff like people have gone down there and pulled things up and it's always like artifacts and stuff like this from this old town and even even like recently there was just alone during the whole scamdemic thing that was going on there were there were like 12 accidental deaths and nine can't find them bodies and stuff like during 2021 alone and that's I gotta ask man i gotta ask kind of a, on this yeah so do you think that there's any aspect of this intent you said intentional murder of an entire town and a bunch of people getting wiped out not just for convenience since they were poor but do you think there was any kind of like sacrificial aspect to this in any way? Oh, dude. Now, my I've got some theories of, that surround this big time because there are a lot of pyramids in Georgia. We're, we have a lot of Creek Indian yeah, mounds. Man. Yes. We have a lot of Creek Indian oh, yeah, mounds. Burial mounds. And it's, it's a very mm. common thing to find around here. And there's... Native American legend that there is some kind of whether it be an entrance to un inner earth for other aspects of things or some kind of sacred something hidden down in that area that was in that valley that was important to the people of ancient beforehand. You know, like I'm 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 a little controversial and I believe there was a lot of the South erased to help erase history. So it, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me because there are there are a total of eight lakes outside from this one that were created in this state all by the Army Corps of Engineers and six of them destroyed towns to, to, to create them. And I, I've always found that quite interesting. The one I happened to live on uh, recently, it it was one of the only ones that wasn't a town buried. It was just an area where multiple rivers came together and they just decided to dam it off and make it bigger. But it's small compared to the rest of these lakes. These other lakes are like, you know, they're, they're huge. Like Lake Oconee, Lake Sinclair, you know, the Lake Lanier. There's, there's one up there in the, in North Georgia, that's the deepest lake in the, like the deepest freshwater lake on the East coast. It's over 300 and something 50 feet deep. And nobody knows what's at the bottom of that, except for the army corps of engineers that buried whatever is down there. I think there's a lot of interesting things to do with all. Do you think they could have buried more of these like pyramids or burial structures? Is that, um, you know, I've always wondered about that because there was a town that rivaled Savannah up on the river as well, that they also turned into another one of these lakes or whatever. Like they just buried the whole town and it's, 
it's interesting to see that they buried all these places, like everything around it's so lush and beautiful and usually protected too. Like there happens to be some kind of national park in that area too. You know what I mean? And they don't, they, they, they tend to have some areas of national parks blocked off because they don't want you nosing around and things. And I, I'm always the kind of guy that's like, well, if it's blocked off, they're hiding something. Yeah, I'm checking out a map of all the different lakes in Georgia right now, and I was trying to see if I could make a geometric, like a pattern. Let's see if there's anything. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's like a constellation pattern, like a lot of those ancient the, cultures. There, there are a set of mounds in between Lake Jackson and uh, Lake Juliet. I just got to mention this because it sounds like it's so related. It, it makes me um, this thing called the Johnstown Flood. And it was when Carnegie was at his height and something similar happened where I believe there they had like a factory and outside the factory, they had this poor town and the poor town was basically just inheriting all of the crap and the produce of this factory to where it was causing a conflict between the town and, you know, this Carnegie steel essentially. And what they did, uh, the theory is that they intentionally broke a dams and it just flooded the entire town, just wiped everybody out which kind of, you know, it fixed the problem. So now the town stops complaining about the factory and the factory's got all this extra area to expand in. And I believe that was one of the first stateside operations of the Red Cross as well. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, it, it, it always seems to have these... But the Red you know, Cross are the good guys. Uh, these, yeah, these, well, it, these... was a, it was a good sacrifice for the White Witch, not for the Black Witch, dude. Come on. The Witch of the East, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 quite interesting to see. And, you know, Georgia alone is full of so much like Civil War type hauntings and stories and stuff like that. Like, you know, we have Savannah, Georgia itself, too. And that's that's considered one of the most haunted places in like the world, like top top of everything. It's, it's definitely a recognizable place. And there's all of that in between, too. You know, like I. I've I've lived in a lot of 200 you know 100 plus 200 year old houses and stuff like that that have seen their fair share of people you know what I mean and there's there's no no shortage of that I, I remember staying at a friend's house one night you know and you're growing up and stuff a little bit younger and you end up sleeping on the couch you're waiting to see who wakes up first when you happen to wake up first when you're younger and stuff and hopefully it's the sister you know right right Exactly. Yeah, especially when you're like 17 years, you know, when, 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 you're, when, you're, when you're a 17 year old hanging out with your buddy and yeah, they have that older sister. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're hoping that's the first, but you, you, you look up the hall, you're looking in the TV cause it's angled up the hallway to see if you can see somebody coming up the hallway and you keep seeing somebody getting closer. But when you look back, there's not a person there. And I thought I was nuts. Like I was like, I'm not going to say anything about it. Well, later that day in conversation, the mother asked me, my buddy's mother was like, so did you see our ghost last night? And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, we have an old maid ghost that walks the halls all night and checks on everybody. And I was like, so I'm not crazy. They were like, no, we were just going to see if you wanted to bring it up because usually everybody that stays here brings it up. And I'm just like, holy crap. So an old, an old housemaid, an old black lady housemaid still tended to this 200 year old house. Every night you'd see her walking up and down the hallways, checking on folks and tending house. And so it's, 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 
to me, it's not, it's one of those phenomenons that there's so many people that are seeing these things. Like you just, it, it reinforces the fact that you're not nuts if you're seeing it too. So I've, I've you know, I've always been one to believe in apparitions of many kinds because I've seen a few again after that, even ones in my, ones that I've seen in my dreams that I've again, like seen later in newspaper articles and stuff when we were looking into stuff like they're another one of these weird Southern stories, a, a school in East or West Atlanta on the East side of West Atlanta was bombed during the, you know, like Martin Luther King type time or whatever and sat vacant all the way up until the 2000s when they finally demolished it. We would, and we went in there and investigated that place on multiple occasions because of how big it was. And you want to talk about unnerving and just giving you the chills walking around because there's still things that you can actually see on pieces of the chalkboard and book bags and stuff left from the day that this happened all these years ago and stuff like that. And it, man, it's just, I don't know. There's, there's something about getting deep into doing this kind of thing that I guess gets, gets the blood flowing, but also get it's cool adventuring and stuff like that. Like it's something I'm always still down to do. I have to be honest, man. This shit scares me. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's one of those things too, that like, I think it really only happens to certain people. Cause like, I've never seen anything that I would call a ghost. I've had some weird, freaky things that maybe I would blame on like sleep paralysis. You know what I mean? Things sure. like that, where I'm like, I'm half asleep and I see something over me and then I like fight to get out of the like paralysis and I fucking wake up and then I like start screaming and swinging. Uh, and then there's nothing there. Luckily. Well, see, uh, I have, I have this theory that goes along with this, that I think that, you know, since everything's vibration and I think everything's kind of going all, all at once or whatever, like I think the same time that I see that I've seen one of these apparitions or whatever, I think they see me too. Like there's a fracture in the vibrational dimensional timeline and we see each other. And I, and I am a hundred percent convinced myself that we're both going, Holy shit. Did you just see that? You know what I'm saying? Like back in our assigned dimensions and people are like, what are you talking about? In both. In both I was realms. just talking about this last night. We were talking to Ron from new England <laughs> and uh, we were talking about this last night because we were talking about ghosts and, and I would, yeah, I mean, that just, that whole idea popped up that is like, there might be like a weird fucking break. Like I, there's certain locations, right? Where you call like a haunted location. And so there must be like a thinning of the veil in that yeah. particular place. And it seems like it's like a late, I don't know, some kind of powerful energy type of line where you can, I don't know if they're higher vibrational, lower vibrational, some sort of like being, and you're able to see them and and I think sometimes exactly what you said, they're just as freaked out. Like, holy shit, did you see that? <laughs> uh, I mean, and sometimes maybe, dude, like we could be existing. We could be coexisting uh, like in the same house, right? Like, and they think they're living in this house and we think we're living in this house. It's kind of like that movie, The Others with Nicole Kidman. You know what I'm talking about? And so like – how many times have we bumped some shit and knocked like a fucking book off their shelf and freaked them the fuck out? You know, I don't know. It's something that I toy with, but uh, they have to have the same horrible taste and design as us, though. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Or, I mean, maybe that's why I'm bumping into it because my thing isn't there. I'm just walking. I'm just like... Also, I mean, if you truly believe in the whole infinite realities and dimensions aspect, right, then we're technically all just overlaying on top of infinite versions of ourselves. So that means if there's in, you know, if it's truly infinity, then there's an exact version of my reality and everything that's ever happened except I'm always like two centimeters to the left. That's the only difference in this entire universe is that, and then there's another one, but right behind that, that's a little like two centimeters to the left of that one. And I, you know, I'm just throwing out measurements, but in those cases, yeah, if you, if you knock into something or if it's like, I don't remember that being that close to the edge of the table, maybe you knocked theirs off, but since all three are so close to each other, it's kind of like a function collapsing, right? Like they all follow that same predictable outcome. So my, I I was trying, you know, I've, I was going to try to save my like most haunted story, I guess, for the best thing ever. I, well, I got a question for you before you, before you, (laughs) you bust your whole load on us. Uh, So you're in Georgia or at least seen a a bunch of other haunted places in Georgia. So I'm curious, have you ever been to or heard of any hauntings of Jekyll Island? Oh dude, Jekyll Island. That's, that's down there in the Savannah area. And I used to go and camp on what I, what is, the locals have all deemed it Mustang Island. It's another island just off to the side of Jekyll Island okay. that was that was used by Confederate soldiers to hide their horses and livestock so that the Union forces couldn't just murder them all when they were burning everything down their walk through Atlanta to the sea. And... To this day, there are still wild Mustangs on this island, and you can go out there and camp all night long, and you, know, you, you orbs, it can be the middle of summer and 95 degrees, and you'll get chills and see your breath. Like, it, it, it's said to be an area where there was a lot of death, and I can well, honestly well, say Well, Island, I think, was a location of one of the, the last illegal slave ships that actually landed directly in the u.s and unloaded slaves onto the the mainland uh, and and that's and a haunted as hell too, man you are correct yeah and, and if you're a libertarian too i mean that's one of the most hated places because that's where all the son of a bitches got together right to conspire for uh the for income tax right or that's was right. it for federal it reserve for no, they, tax but federal they actually reserve. yeah they actually have a di- yeah. i've been there like four or five times and they actually have a dining room called the federal reserve room and it's the exact place where they all got together and had dinner and essentially all signed the paper or you know verbally or, or physically that's right and it's it you know, there's george is one of them places man like there just seems to be a lot that has gone on here even prior to really like written history, you know, like when the Spanish came here in between the Spanish coming here and the Europeans coming here was the, uh, the, yeah, I always say it wrong, but the Yamanese war, it was, uh, you know, natives that were here in the, God, this was probably the late 1600s. And it was like a full fledged war against the Spanish and they drove, most of these guys out of, with death and disease. I think that has a lot to do with why when a lot of European settlers got here, they were like, oh, there's no one here. There's no people here. Like, let's turn this abandoned town into something. And because a lot of them were, you know, destroyed a hundred years prior to that. And with that comes the destruction. When 
when other countries destroy things, what's some of the first thing they destroy is historical records and, you know, you know, books and the men, of course, that tell the stories. So, yeah. of course, you lose a lot of that history. If the libraries and then the temples and not order usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's museums. <laughs> yeah, buddy. No, that's fascinating. I think about that as far as the new world, whatever the fuck this is, because I think this might be the old world. I'm not sure. Uh, but if you take their version of history into account, they say that 90 percent of the indigenous population here died from disease. And I can imagine that haunting the fuck out of every square inch of this place. Sure, sure. Because it was like it was like yeah. smallpox and some other bullshit. Like that's not a, a fun, easy death. And that's a shitty, awful, horrible fucking death. And what I've learned from like um, medium friends and stuff like that is people that have died terrible deaths. They're the ones that they're still they're stuck it's almost like it's almost like they're stuck you know they're they're stuck in doing the same thing they were doing up till they died yeah dude i want to i want to ask you about that like like with these like civil war type hauntings where it's like they see soldiers in battle is that like an actual spirit that's stuck there repeating or do you think that's just some kind of like energy imprint or is it some kind of I don't know, bizarre like time rift that we're seeing from all the above. All I think all the above. Like I know that sounds crazy, but like I think it is something that is happening. It like like I think all time is happening now. Past, present, future. It's all happening. And now. now. And now, now, and and now, (laughs) and that's, and that's why that people can see those same imprints in those places that have that thin veil, you know, like a lot of your civil war battlefields and stuff in places like Jekyll Island and Savannah and downtown Atlanta. Like there's a lot of places that are just, there's so much tension and there was so much evil and something that went down right there that yes it left an imprint and that that thing keeps replaying in time over and over like a like a broken record i guess you're you're talking my language now man this is psychometry which is where uh, a major event gets recorded in all of the physical objects around it since it's all and it's just like recording a record with a big phonogram that that you know funnels down into a little needle on a piece of acetone and like the louder and the bigger and the more traumatic noises and cacophonies you make, yes. it makes that little needle etch into that thing. So something bad happens, it gets etched into the walls, into the stone, and into the the very ground underneath your feet. So that absolutely you go back later, hundreds of years, and it's still just echoing and and like you said, bro, just playing a broken record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I I think I think when something so atrocious happens in a place, like it it does affect that area like it that the energy from that does affect that spot and and leaves that impression in some way and i don't think it it's just with like war and stuff like that like this was getting back to that hunter and i was talking about earlier i i i scored big i was i was a young guy i was still in my 20s and i actually scored a lake house here in Georgia on a little like private kind of lake that wasn't destroyed or anything. It was a, they, it used to be a quarry. They hit a spring and it filled up. 
and there was probably eight houses on this lake and I plucked up and happened to be one of them. Most of them were older folks and, you know, I kept myself down there or whatever. And I heard some weird stories. You always hear those catfish stories and stuff like that. And I found out after being there for a few weeks, cause things were weird in my house. My neighbor told me they were like, Oh yeah, a fella killed himself in your basement. And I was like, Oh, so, you know, the, the cabinets opening and shutting all night long. I got past that. The AC getting turned off in the middle of the night, like the whole entire switch being moved in the middle of See, the night. See, that one gets me off. I mean, like, it's right. goddamn hot in here. Right. Stop. Like, you've got to stop this They need to disclose. <laughs> and, they and, need to, like, tell every person who buys a house. Sure. Well, just there. talk to the ghost and be like, look, and, you can stay here, but there's some ground rules. Don't so, touch the air conditioner. You know what's so funny though? It's, it's just like it's like Jim Bob in one universe that likes it cold fighting another Jim Bob that likes it hot. So like the two of you are like, nah, nah, nah. You guys so have to we come were... up with a schedule. Yeah, right. There we go. Right. So I, I let a I let a good to, uh, uh, a really lifelong friend of mine that we're still friends to this day. I let him rent a room out of that place with me for a little while, and he was sitting up in the, you know, he'd be sitting up at night after he worked at a restaurant and stuff. He'd be sitting up real late, enjoying a few beers after work. And he would tell me about the weird shit going on in the house. And I was like, yeah, I was like, we're, we're getting used to it, but we live on a lake. Like when you, when you walked into my living room, you could see out the bay window and see water 50 yards away. Like it, I was up over it or whatever. And it was just like, yes, I live on a lake, so I'm not leaving this. Well, the ghost got a little more ballsy. He started moving blinds or pulling blinds up and down or pulling, you know, pulling the sheet blind back like he was looking out the window and stuff. And I was just like, ah, you know, he's, he's just he's just keeping on banging on the floor at night, running around the running around the ceiling of the basement underneath us so that we could hear him like he was running on the floor. And, you know, we're just like, no, I'm not leaving. Then he started throwing silverware. He stuck a fork in the wall in the wall of the door frame beside my buddy's head as he came through the door one night. Like I was sitting in the kitchen and seeing the fork go across the room and hit the wall. And I'm like, uh, no, like we can't do this. I'm not giving up my lake house. So time continued on and we did have one more spare room that my buddy's daughters would stay in when they came to visit every other weekend or whatever. And one of the weekends they weren't there suddenly the mattress in that bedroom spontaneously combusted and caught on fire from the inside of the mattress, according to the fire department in a room that was shut with no one in it. And me and my homies sitting in the living room, having a couple beers and we're like, where's that smoke coming from? And lo and behold, we open the door and that mattress is mad on fire we're trying to put it out the fire department shows up drags it out of the house and like after their investigation and everything they were like yeah the fire started from within inside the mattress and i'm like well how the fuck does that happen when nobody's in that room and no one was ever to able to explain it to me and i eventually figured that was my final hint i was like this guy's gonna kill me in my sleep and it was time to move on and i moved to you know just completely as far away from that area as I could because it was just getting to the point of life threatening. And I was just like, all right, like something's something's up about this place. And from what I've heard now, it's been completely demolished and like nothing rebuilt in its place. It's actually just it's the loading dock now for the lake, from what I hear. 
did you ever consider exorcism or like blessing the place like with sage and salt or i you know at the at the time I, that wasn't my forte me today yes but at the time i was like nah like i'm not worried about this guy like I, i'm more strong-willed than this ghost is like i i was taking all the he's got nothing but time though and that's but see that's what i figured out and when he when he set the place on fire that's when i started having questions about things you know i'm just like wait like <laughs> this has gone from being like you're haha making fun jokes at me ghostbusters kind of haunting to holy shit this thing's trying to kill me like what have we you doing? ever driven by and just gotten out and been like enjoy your loading bitch you know your loading dock bitch man i dude it, it's quite quite the ways out of the way from where i am now compared to the state so it's been yeah it's but been this dude tried time. to kill you man he tried to set your it's, ass on fire it's, i mean it's been some time going through some shit last the last time I, I did drive by there we we went and fished off the dock <laughs> yeah, and, <hell> yeah. <laughs> and i was just like yeah i was just like fuck this dude like i'm still gonna come down here and fish <laughs> like i got I, i'd like to make it a point just to go back just to just to fuck with him once a year i think i should start doing it because it'd be it'd be worth it absolutely but that was that was probably like my like face to face most haunted like just i don't know just living in a place that was 100 percent. i'm convinced there was something there whether it whether it be a ghost you know i've had a medium friend tell me it was a spirit it was the spirit of the guy that killed himself but like i've also had some questioning like well what made that guy kill himself like i'm i don't know about you guys but I'm a pretty happy, happy camper. If I was living on a lake, and I think it would take a lot for me to want to end it. If I had the ability to go catfishing at any time of the day, like that's just that's just me. Like, but <laughs> it it just it seems that it put that imprint though. Like we were talking, whatever it was, whatever caused him to do that, or whatever trauma led to him killing himself, he definitely had a hold. Uh, of that. Jim Bob, I got a question. Yes. Uh, so do you think like since this happened on a lake house we were talking about these haunted lakes do you think there's like any truth to the concept that water or flowing water is conducive with electricity and it acts as like sort of an amplifier for the paranormal or allows the paranormal to come through easier Is that, could that explain how whatever spirit there got so powerful that I could actually I like start that. a fire if that's what happened. I no, you know, I, I like that because you know, I, I we don't know squat about the water, you know what I'm saying? Like just in general. So what little we do know, I could see where the conductivity of the electricity that it would take to because they say it takes a lot of power for these things to manifest. And I think that the water could actually, you know, help with that because water does do a lot of the amplification when it comes to electricity. Like I, I as a former electrician, like you, you know, don't be messing with them wires if you got wet boots. Like that's just that's just a, kind of a rule that you follow there. So it it, it would make sense, you know. I did that. I think that's a great great way to look at it. That's a great question to have on that. Can also transfer sound uh, really easily. So if you yes. got like a big concert or you're playing, you got that lake house and you're blasting that Leonard Skinner, you're playing Freebird, right? Uh, like you, you could hear that even from a house that you can't even see with your eyes that it's so far away. 
that you know and that's that's very true like you uh, i can recall hearing the music echoing off the water and stuff out there from you know whether it be myself or somebody else out there playing music so it would be be interesting to see what echoed off of there or how it echoed off there you know what i'm saying like just different get do one of those sound tests to get the reverberations of which directions it goes because in the center of this lake was they called it high rock mountain but it was really just a glorified hill that happened to be stone you you know what i'm saying like it, it, you could walk up it. it didn't take you much to walk up it but it was just a random ass rock in the middle of everything else that's where they like i said earlier they happened to have a quarry there at one point in time so it, it definitely had a lot to echo off of that's fucking mm-hmm. fascinating, man. That's fucking nuts. Uh, uh, dude, I, I, I'm telling you that, and I'm just going to have to get over my bias here, but my bias is whatever the fuck we are, like, I think that we are some sort of spirit inside of a meat suit. I think when we die, we don't hang around here. So when we're, like, communicating with, like, your grandpa that was, like, walking around in your hall, I don't like in my head at least. I'm not saying I know because I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that's grandpa. Sure. Like I think maybe there's these apparitions or well, maybe and even maybe the psychometry maybe explains that a little bit, right? Where the you get a little bit of like uh, a shadow of grandpa. Yeah, you're watching that just... like hologram home video that just like someone left on after they died. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I, I was actually, when we were talking about the psychometry and we were talking about like the horrific deaths, um, this verse came up into my head. And so, like, in the Bible, it doesn't like explicitly talk about uh, psychometry, but it kind of. You're going to drop a rap so. verse on us. <laughs> no, yeah. So, can you rap, uh, can you rap this, whatever it is? I could, dude. But <laughs> okay, it would be yeah, awful. No, you don't have to. You don't so, have to. I'm going to put you on the spot. This is Genesis 410. It said. Yo, uh, boom, boom. <laughs> okay, no, go ahead. And then Jesus said, <laughs> it says, one killed the other. And the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. And so it says that like ancients interpreted this shedding of innocent blood or the crying blood as a demand for the first murder victim that God avenge his death. So like in the Bible, it talks about like if innocent blood is shed, that like literally the blood cries out for vengeance. That would and have so been that, a cold ass verse, dude. Yeah, it would. Uh, but so that sounds like psychometry to me. That sounds like, yeah. you know, like Abel was murdered by Cain and Abel's blood was crying out from the ground uh, for God's vengeance on Cain. And that sounds to me like psychometry. What do you guys think? Yes. Like, I mean, I, I could, I could definitely see where that could kind of tie into being the same kind of thing, you know, or yeah, I could, I can see the tie in there. I really can. Yeah. Um, I know I've, I've heard a theory that, um, when it's ghosts, it's like you said, Nate, it's like the person's spirit doesn't hang around. It passes on to whatever is next, but the ghost is like the person's personality it's like they're all they experience in life, but it's not their soul. And that part of their being, like the Egyptians, 
uh, knew all about this. They had like the ka, the ba, like they had like all these different aspects to your soul and your being, like it wasn't only one thing. And so that could explain like a lot of what you're saying. Like it's not the person, but it is the person who's still there and in some maybe of why instances. ghosts are assholes is it because maybe it's like your ego that's left you know it's maybe it's like your exactly the, like your say, higher yeah. spirit ascends but like your attitude exactly. and your assholishness is still there well and we're talking about there's something called the humors that they used to believe in like the ancient world and that was sort of what you're talking about ben where you're not just your soul you are and they had like a set list it was like seven or nine specific things right and they all come together and then that forms who you are and they, it also mm -hmm. explains some forms of mental illness maybe where like you're missing one of those humors and and that's what being perfectly balanced kind of was a reference to is that all of your humors were in perfect balance yeah no i i completely agree speaking of mental illness i've always wondered if uh, people with schizophrenia if they are actually able to like if they're actually just clairvoyant and able a, to very see into other line. dimensions or hear, yeah. like I, how much of that is? I think I think there's a thin head. line. I think I think especially people of people of our nature um, in the 20s and shit, they would have definitely locked us away in one of the local asylums, calling us some kind of night nut job. You know what I'm saying? Like that just just for just for thinking that ghosts could possibly even exist. <laughs> and we have, we actually happened. That's, that's one place in the state that I've never actually got to go into that. I still want to really bad is we have an old legendary haunted, um, asylum down in Monticello, Georgia. And the only way in is through the basement, which happens to be the morgue. So it, you know, it's, it's been closed down since the eighties, but it's, it's, it's always been fascinating. You know, I've heard, I've heard tons of stories coming out of there, but I've never myself got to actually go inside. What a pitch, man. Hey, you want to, you want to go and uh, infiltrate this abandoned asylum? The only way in is through the morgue. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a fun time to me. See, yeah. Got... Pieces of shit like us are like, yes. Yes, you know, like so who's got who's got a flashlight? And, you know, and I, and I you bringing the smoke or what? Who's bringing the smoke? <laughs> let's let's hit it, man. Like that's what kind of that's, but and and make sure you got an old camera. Like I used this was we used to do the old film cameras. Disposable cameras actually were some of the best when we would do these ghost hunts. I guess you would call them when we'd kind of go out to some places. You need the Polaroid, and, dude. And and we actually got we actually got camera pictures back back you know this is back in the day i'm i probably could get a hold of the guy that has some of the pictures but we have some pictures that have unexplained things in the background like something other than us you know what i'm saying like there's there one of them that always stood out in my head is it was kind of over near some trees in this area that we were checking out and it looked like a lady almost like a holding a kid and that kind of went along with the story of the area that you know a lady and kid had died over there and stuff. It was an old barn that had burned down. So it, it, I don't know. It's just always some weird stuff. And I, I've, I think there's something there, but the older I get and the more that I have looked into it and stuff, I really do think that the idea of the imprint, the, the electronic, the vibrational, the, tra the trauma of that moment or something just imprints, 
you know, in that area. And that's when it replays over and over because I am, I'm a believer in like the, we come back and man another meat suit, you know, if we didn't learn all of our lessons or even if we chose to come back again to learn, learn different lessons. So it just depends on which way you go with that. But I, you know, I totally don't think that maybe, maybe some are stuck. Maybe that would explain asshole ghosts. And maybe some are just a perpetual, you know, stain in time or maybe we're the ghosts and we're sitting here talking and somebody else's dimension is the real one. And ours is the messed up dimension. That's actually just a bunch of dead people walking around. It does feel like a haunted maze in here, dude. Some days, bro, like some days things happen and I see it or hear about it. And I'm like, nah, this has to be a simulation, bro. There's no way that's happening. Yeah, buddy. I feel ya. So again, with my skepticism and I, and I'm going to have to get over my skepticism, I think, because I, I'm pretty sure I've heard it enough times that like skeptics won't see anything. Uh, so I'm going to have so to bad, go though? with an open mind. <laughs> Is that so horrible? I Well, like, like, would you really, if, if you're on your deathbed, is one of your regrets going to be, oh, I really wish I would have seen that ghost in that haunted asylum more. No, not at all. No, yeah. I don't want to see any of this, except that yeah. this would be good for the documentary. So I'm going to, like, put <laughs> my mental health on the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't want to be the reason why we don't encounter something. So I'm going to have to go in there at least somewhat open-minded. But like, I, I got to, I mean, this is just a... Um somewhat uh sardonic question but also like there's some truth behind it so if i were to go out with like let's say the four of us go out and the three of you are absolutely convinced that we're going to see a ghost you know we're going to have a paranormal experience and if i'm not if i'm playing skeptic can i just go and like piss on the gravestone and like bang shit and just like hey ghost you know screw you like just be i don't want to say that's what and... my my 15 year old is going to do i'm going to have to stop him from pissing on graves probably <laughs> but but i'm saying like what would that he's mean like that, me but it, with no sign of maturity so does that so, attract the ghost and then you three have maybe, to deal with it and i just get maybe. to kind of chill like i don't see anything Possibly. bro I don't and you guys shit. are like whoa watch That's out <laughs> i've seen some interesting usually works if you believe what you watch on tv i was about to say i've like, seen some interesting ghost things. shows the yeah. provocation is effective i think you know but but you have to believe in it and provoke it but i'm saying like what if i provoked it and didn't believe and then you guys didn't provoke but did believe does like does it come together like voltron and start summoning ghosts that only the believers yeah, have right. to deal I, with and i get to just i do not know like that's a really good question actually if you guys want to try case, that i'll be the skeptic and I'll, yeah, dude. I'll do the provocation. <laughs> just keep the if camera you, rolling have you guys got have, have you guys come up with like an area or something that you intend on giving There's a, ghost a few to? places that, yeah. Yeah, that we're gonna go to one place is called the witch castle Ooh, uh, and that's in the middle of the this place called Forest Park, which is like how many fucking square miles has that been? It's a huge. I've never fucking, been like, there. I've been You're there like a few right times. by downtown Portland, but so uh, it's it's yeah, near it's downtown like Portland, creepy, but it's literally yeah. like straight fucking trees. It's like a le legit thick ass forest, 
right outside, like to the west of Portland. And uh, inside of there is this place called the, the Witch's Castle. And it's this old fucking like stone building that was built, I don't know, like a hundred plus years ago, something like that. Well, dude, yeah, it's like the ruins of an old stone structure. And I'm not, I actually think it's possible it could have originally been like a big public restroom. So I'm not really sure the history behind it. I might have to look into that because apparently some people say it's haunted by like witches, but then other people are like, Oh, you can hear a ghost going to the bathroom there. So I'm not really sure what the truth is. Exactly. We'll have to figure that Maybe it's out. It's a hot lady ghost and she's taking a tinkle. We'll find out. We'll be voyeurs. Uh, you know, I've thought about getting back into it again. You know, there's there's people down here in Georgia that have been that that are big into the paranormal investigating thing again. And you know, I'm always down to go. I'm always down to go look. I'm always down for an adventure. Like we even have ghost towns still in the state that like literal ghost towns. And I've yeah, I've, I've always yeah, been fascinated cool. with that. So I've I've I do have a couple buddies that still to this day, even in our late thirties, we will gladly hop in the van at midnight and go see what we can get into. If we can all find time. Those are good friends, man. Those are good friends to keep around. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to do, uh, we're going to go to a couple spots as well. We're going to go to, uh, my friend has a hookup. He's going to take us to this pioneer graveyard, uh, which is going to be a ton of fun. So I think some of these bodies were like buried, like, like, 1820s something like that so we're gonna we're gonna get some pretty old fucking grave markers out there and then uh there's a couple creepy spots these old buildings that get like purchased and turned into bars uh they're yeah, called like the a masonic building there's this yeah. one that was like it was a masonic orphanage and then they turned it into an old folks home and so, like, they still have these slides that they would slide the dead bodies down. And um, so it's this weird, creepy old Masonic lodge slash orphanage slash old folks home and now turned into a fucking bar. And you could go and, like, get whiskey and smoke a cigar out of the boiler room that. and shit. Yeah, so we're going to go down there. We're going to look for fucking ghosts there, too. Uh, yeah, we've got a few spots. And we're going to try to get into the Shanghai tunnels, but it kind of seems like it's pretty well locked down so i'm not sure if we're actually going to be able to access those but because if you don't know portland has a pretty interesting history that's where like the shanghai was happening yeah. uh, it was like the pioneers that were out here they would go and get drunk and then uh the chinese bartenders would hit a button boop like this and they fall down the, the Mr. Burns button, bro. That's awesome. Exactly, dude. And then they would literally get sold and shipped to Shanghai, China, and sold as slaves. And so there's a lot of like a lot of people died in these old like tunnels. There's these old like catacombs underneath Portland. And uh oh yeah. They're underneath all, all down, down. Like, hard up, unfortunately, but there is one access panel and they will sell you a ticket to go down there. They'll do like a ghost tour with you, but they haven't told us that we could film and they're not like, they're kind of weird about it. So I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that or not, but that's kind of the maybe. If you lose your ticket, do you still get a shirt at the end? (laughs) Right, right close to my house that I, that I currently live in. They have a old, 
it's a civil war battlefield and there was like a hospital there and stuff like that. And they do like all summer long and stuff like civil war walking tours through the, all of this wooded area and past all these grave sites and stuff like that and tell the story to go along with all of it. And, you know, you, you hear people see stuff out there or whatever, but I, I guess just the experience itself would be fun. You know, just, I, I love learning history. So anytime I get the opportunity to learn something cool and interesting about a random place, you know, like that's, that's right on the money, you know, with what I like to do. Like we, one of the towns I grew up in through my high school days had, had an old train run off the tracks. And like, there was, that train was an area that we always used to all go hang out at. Like that was like a high school hangout and stuff. And let legends say that you would, you would, you would hear the train. And I remember we'd be like, nah, that's bullshit. And no, we were all sitting out there one night and this is in the middle of the nowhere. And, five of us were like, bro, I swear I hear a train. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it's like, and it's like, but how? Because these tracks have been closed since the 80s. It was the Roosevelt Railway, Railway and the train derailed and went right off into the into the river. And that's crazy. It's been closed ever since. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, our, our infrastructure, um, is, our infrastructure is almost third world country over here nowadays. So, you know, I mean, it's not surprising. I have to um, point this out hey, too. Being, hey. oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Oh uh, no, I, I actually had a question, but go ahead. Go ahead. What well, you're saying, Jim Bob, you like the history, and we're talking about like these haunted um, areas. But as paranoid American, one of my favorite parts about American history too is that we call it American history, but it's not like going over to Europe and listening to them talk about history where it happened four or five, you know, thousand years ago. When we talk about American history, we're like, yeah, like my grandpa's grandpa. Like that's that's American history. Max. It doesn't go back a lot farther than that, right? So when you're on a Civil War battlefield, you dig down deep enough, like you might be touching soil that has some remnants and some iron from some dude that knew your grandpa's grandpa. Sure, sure. And, you know, not not only that, but I guess this gets more into to your point there of like all these buried towns that are here and the traces of pyramids and stuff that we have like what what are what were they hiding why did they bury these towns why did why did the union do a damn fine job at burning down as much of georgia as they could before the war was over yeah man well these are all questions that i'm going to ask ryan dawson tomorrow so Nice. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Um, hey, Jim Bob, I I have a two part question for you. All right, I can point to ask you. So you told me uh, a little bit about you saw what you told me was could have been a thunderbird. I was wondering if you could tell me about that and what you saw. And my second part of the question is. Uh, do you think there's anything to like the idea that animals are uh, able to see ghosts that people can't see, and especially like birds? Like a lot of cultures connect birds with uh, spirits, or like some people even say like ravens are messengers from the other side, or things like that. So I just want to know what you think about that in general. Down here in the south, not only is the crow or the raven, you know, some kind of omen, but each 
each kind of bird you come across has a different message, you know, whether it be a cardinal, whether it be a blue right. jay, whether it be an eagle. And and I think that was something that even the Native Americans believed in. So I do think that there is some kind of yeah. other realmly connection with animals. And I think you can clearly see it with like cats and dogs and the way that they stare off into the abyss sometimes or they swear they see something and you don't, you know, they they see it a different spectrum than we do. So and I'm. I'm the kind of guy that believes that as much experience as I've had around witch doctors and witches and a few other shamans, cats are an interesting creature that I believe can travel between dimensions. And like, I think that has something to do with some of this weird stuff too. And why a lot of other cultures held them in high regards throughout different times because they knew that there was something that cats could do that we can't quite understand. And I've had some interesting experiences with cats too. So that's, I, I think there is a connection there now. And as far as the Thunderbird, you know, there's always been legends of Thunderbirds in the Southeast. Like that's, there's even pictures that nobody can debunk because the picture's real, you know, and I lit, the area that I am in, you would consider it the foothills of Appalachia. It's the rolling hills after the mountains. You got you got a little bit of a drive until you actually get to the mountain mountains, but there's a lot of up and down and high elevation. And out of one that's down here called Pine Mountain, there's a golf course on it. And I was out there hanging out on the golf course with four, you know, me and three other fellas and we all seen something take off out of a cave off the side of the cliff flying. And it was just too gigantic to be a, an Eagle of any kind. And all of us to this day gave it the shit, like the way it looked as it went overhead was like that shape of a pterodactyl that you all, everybody's like familiar with, you know, like the pointy, the pointy, the pointy nose, the, the weird shaped wings. And clearly no feathers and like we watched it just ascend over the top of the golf course and then just vanish over the cliff and that's incredible dude. all of us looking at each other going what the fuck did we just see like i'm extremely jealous of that and, and i've you know i'm incredible i i've always believed in the paranormal of whether it be bigfoot whether it be the loch ness monster whether it be Thunderbirds, whether it be ghosts, because I've seen quite a few things myself that are unexplainable. And I guess my brain wants to settle it by saying that's what it is. But to be real with you, I don't have a clue. I, I don't know, Jack. So I just take guesses at it and stabs at it and figure, hey, this this relates to things that we're talking about. So maybe I can relate it to because these are some wild stories I've, I've i've got tons of them and i just don't know how to put them all together into one place to make like a cool book or something about it hey dude i'm your guy if you ever want to figure Listen, out yeah hey bro i i've i've been toying with an idea between me and my crew that i do want to talk to you about here in the near future because i think you might be on board with this and it's kind of uh, wild well i can tell you man I, I could be a soothsayer if you've got some weird story that you've been through or if you've got some really complicated logic or conspiracy theory that you know sounds crazy when you try to just dump it all out in front of someone, but it, but I'm sure there's something to it. 
and man, I, I can help you definitely pick all the the interesting and cool parts out and put it together in a way that you know will appeal to people or maybe just you know kids like make a cool little coloring book or a kid's book or depending on what sort of angle you want to go with it man but it's it's uh it's vital that you get that information out there uh i just want to say that i know i i i can't just i can't disagree with that i think that's a very true statement there so and i appreciate that i'm gonna gonna keep that one on the on the shelf to talk to you more soon because you know, I had a fun time with you over on the show here recently, and I hope you move forward with that costume we've been talking about. So that's, I think that's you can see it's awesome. building; it's going to build piece by piece as we figure it out. Yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. Well, gents, we're about an hour in. Uh, we can go a little longer, or we can cut this off wherever. Do uh, you have any other uh, ghost thoughts, ideas? Uh, do you have any advice for us as we're going to uh, check out some potentially haunted places? The, the the Polaroids are real a really cool idea, and if you can get your hands on an older radio that has the dials, mm. yeah, that's- I know I know they're not easy to find anymore. But if you can find one that's got the antenna and the dials, I recommend bringing it with you because that's how that white noise stuff happens and you might be able to pick something up speaking to you. Uh, have you guys ever, this might be a little techie, a little, I might nerd out a little bit here and feel free nerd to just out, call me man. a nerd and laugh at me. But you guys ever heard of SDR before? Uh, SDR is it, well, yeah, there's all, there's all kinds of fun acronyms for it, but it's a software defined radio. So if you just got a little laptop or some little portable, you know, thing, you can um, kind of have a similar, it doesn't work the exact same way as like an old school with an actual crystal in it, but these have a little crystal in it and it's like a little USB dongle and you stick it in and then you can connect that to any sort of antenna you want. Um, and I've, and I've seen some people say that this is, I mean, you get them for like 20 to 30 bucks. So compared to the crazy, you know, four or $500 plus big setups that they sell out there, it's like a really great entryway and me i got one just to see if i could listen to like truckers telling dick jokes and stuff uh and just like you know talking shit about biden or something but man Has just like well i haven't been able to catch into cbs because a lot of them are encoded these days and then you got to get like little incursion patches and stuff but just turning the amplification up and just going through all sorts of frequencies dude i, I freak myself out i'm not even like a huge believer but i'll hear something and be like even if I don't know what that is, like that is creeping me out. Like, it gives me bad vibes and everything. And it's it's interesting because you can even pick up some signals from across the world that are just like so faint. But as they bounce around, right, it's like picking up all the other frequencies. So I don't so know. Could something that about be, that is weird. It, could that be similar to like a spirit box? But a spirit box just like rotates through as like quickly, right? Is that how? I don't even really understand you can, how spirit boxes work. I just know they're freaky. I, think I want to get one of those. I think. I think that. They have Dude, we have it. Ben, good. tell me a little bit about this. We have. Uh, we have a fan that liked the Bigfoot documentary so much. He lives on the East Coast, and he was saying that he will fly out to be an assistant to come and help. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. He did say that. I kind of feel guilty. Like I'm like, if I'm not like spirit box, putting him in my house or something. Like, I don't know if he has a lot. Yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, well, I mean, should, it always should, would help to have another person filming and, you know, another help, eyewitness. Uh, yeah, the spirit boxes, I definitely want to use one because they cycle through like radio stations every second. So if you get a whole voice or a whole sentence, like statistically, there's no way that can happen if it's jumping dude, stations that and like, dude, I've so had that's friends that like, that have told me they're like, they've been at like, a, I don't know, like in a graveyard and they've asked them like, what's my name? I was like, my little Paul. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, it would be like, Nathan, you fat spick. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> How oddly specific. <laughs> But this, dude, there's also a. If I hear one of those SDR. things, well, if aside one from of those the SDR, things, dude, freak me out. Will it do that? The SDR. It, you can get software that works with it, but also they've got um. If you know what an Arduino is, an Arduino is like a little thirty dollars self-contained Linux computer that's got a little breadboard built into it, and you can uh, flash like firmware to it. But you can make your own ghost scanning box with an Arduino for around 40 bucks. And it does exactly what you need it to do. And then you can, like Ben, you can actually mm -hmm. fine tune it and say, hey, don't actually just scan constantly. Scan like to the next channel every 100 seconds or whatever you want to define it to. And you can constantly tweak it. So a lot of, I mean, there's like this cool little sort of like combination of worlds between computer hackers and nerds and ghost investigators and right in the middle of that are like the coolest gadgets that no one's using it seems like everyone's still using like the og stuff that's been around forever but like i don't i don't you think ghosts are partial to like old school well, radios dude, also like isn't that a lot to expect out of a ghost i'm like making a radio station like scan like this and i'm like hey talk to us through this that seems like... <laughs> well, I, like, I think it's more about you trying to like just uh, increase your odds. It's like playing yeah. the lottery and buying a thousand tickets, right? Like you're increasing well, your odds does, that you might hone into something. Yeah. Yeah. That Honestly, it's going to scare the shit out of me. It's why I'm not touching the fucking planchette. That is you, Ben. You're touching the fucking planchette. Was there a haunted planchette somewhere? Sorry, I'm, I'm skipping. Will you say that again? I was I was saying this is why I'm not touching the fucking planchette on the Ouija board. This is all you, buddy. I'm, uh, I'll be recording you touching the fucking Ouija board because if that thing moves, I'm running. Well, you know, dude, I have uh, the, I, I have enough. Like Ouija I'm six percent black. I, that's enough black that like I'm running if something scary happens because I will be the minority that gets killed. And like if this was a movie. I'm the one that'll die first. So I'm getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, dude. I don't like the thing about Ouija boards is I'm not I don't think it's safe because think about what you're doing. Like you're asking something to come into your body and like use your hands. Are like, you though? Like I thought like you were telling idea. it to move the piece of wood. I didn't think no, I you're asking ever it to... Ask me to move my hand. Well, think about it. Like it's it's like your hands are touching the thing so we'll it's like do it okay me, do that sounds it. like a terrible idea <laughs> i i don't want to do that either <laughs> but, uh, i think no, we kind of have to Gucci have boards one, before no i mean, i'm not convinced by it because when i was a kid we had a ouija board and me and my brother did it and we would ask questions and it would move it would seriously like move and to this day, he says that like he wasn't the one moving it. 
But I think what it is, is your fingers are touching it, and your fingers shake, and that's enough to start the movement. <laughs> and once it's started, you will just subconsciously move your hand and not really thinking about it, but you won't realize it's you doing it. It's it, That's my take on Ouija boards, so... I don't, I don't know no, I'm not you or your brother that. or your uh, relationship, but I just got to say, if, if I had a brother and I did move it intentionally, even as like a seven-year-old, I would take that to the grave until I was 90. I'd be like, I swear I didn't move it. I promise, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it could have been my brother. could have been him messing with me. Possibility. Does it sound I like your no brother? Yeah. <laughs> It's going, he's going for that ultimate troll. He's going to wait until his deathbed and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, bro. It was totally not even, made. man. That that would be the most, you know, the most uh, fulfilling feeling is like, you're re really going to bring this to the grave. And now this dude's just going to figure his entire life. That was that was a real experience. <laughs> I tell you, dude, I still remember. Uh, he was basically my little brother, my little nephew. He was like two years younger than me. Uh, moving the dolls around in the house just to scare <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of them, dude. It was like Elf on the Shelf, but demonic. For the longest time, <laughs> Not I thought that... Not that Elf on the Shelf isn't demonic. That shit freaks me out. Who the fuck does that with their kids? Hey, Not here's him. a goddamn elf. And watch him. He does this shit. Like, that's fucking freaky as hell. You know what that else crazy. is freaky too is the ones that that do the uh, filters on like their babies, and it's like there's a spider on your face, right? Yeah, and it's like, ha, 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 ha. that would be so terrifying. Are you telling me there's invisible spiders that just might at any time be on my face and I don't even know it? <laughs> People are fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh. Yeah. You know, you guys were mentioning those ghost boxes. I don't. I've, I mean, I've heard about those particular ones with the with the radio, but I'm curious: is there like a video equivalent of that? Because you know, TV stations can be muxed on different frequencies as well. So, is there like a thing that just randomly scrolls through all the different broadcast frequencies and tries to you know transpose that into like a video? I mean, I've seen, I've seen, never heard of it. I've seen where they've used TVs for the white noise, like use the snow on TVs for, for as as like the speaker box. It would just give me a boner, and I would think about like looking at Skinamax as a kid, you know, like the fuzzy porn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every once in a while, you'd see a boob, and then you'd see a dick. You're like, ah. There, there's one I'll bring to the grave that I remember seeing through all that fuzz, but it was about a clown that this guy finds in a dumpster, <laughs> and it's like. A hot chick clown, but he literally finds her in a dumpster and brings her back to life. <laughs> Good God. That's back when it was an art, that. true art form, before this, right. yeah. this newfangled crap these young kids are polluting their brains with. That's right. Dude, there's just so much like stepmom and stepsister shit. I'm like, what's wrong with you? What happened to things like back at the barnyard nine? Like now it's just all about well, you know, divorce rates up, so now like everyone's got a stepmom. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell wow. you one spooky. I, dude, I, I will, no matter what, if I've had, and I'm probably at some point going to have to go through all of my memories and try to unfilter them because, like, I try to, if something fucking weird happens, I do my best to rationalize it. 
And so then I'm like, no, that what that didn't happen, you know. And then I'll just, my brain will fucking correct itself, and then like, but I had this is one of those uh, like uh, sleep paralysis dreams that I had, where I was like walking and I went down into a basement and I was like drinking and I was partying and like as I was going up, I I walked past a mirror and I'm I'm walking up the stairs and there's a mirror and I can see this spirit and I can see him because I'm looking at my reflection. And I can see him kind of transposed over me and he's trying to like come back with me. And I know that he's like, he's trapped in the basement or trapped in like a spirit realm or whatever the fuck it is. And he's trying to like get glom onto me and trying to get me to walk up the stairs and take him out of his. And, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like fighting and I'm struggling with him because now I can see him and I'm trying to like fight him and pull him out of me. And I yank him the fuck out of me. And then I wake up and uh, that's a freaky fucking thing. And if I will always tell myself that it's sleep paralysis and that it's not real. Was that a nocturnal emission dream by any chance? It yeah, it was like dry. Some correlations it was good. there. Yeah, I pulled pull that demon right out of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah! Well, I, I, you know that I pick up what you're throwing here, my friend. I'm catching it. You, 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 on all this talk of some like some of these different spirit boxes and like the Ouija boards and stuff. What do you guys know of Dybbuk boxes? Nothing. I have watched that on TV, and I, I like I don't know how much to trust it, but a, a dip, so those a are it's not a box that traps a demon and something to do with Judaism. Oh, I don't I don't yeah. remember. We're talking about something the uh, oh man, um, the go the Ghostbuster thing, dude, the freaking ghost trap. Yep, it's basically what it is. Is okay. uh, they these these old. Jewish mystics used to capture different demons or spirits inside of these Ghostbusters boxes, basically. And really? where's my bell? And now you can now you can uh, there's places buy them on, on the dark yeah there's places on the dark web and even eBay that you can buy them and stuff. So I'm I'm looking right now, dude. I need to dip. It. And you know, like, I, all I, my glues changing. I've seen it was some, the ghost, dude. The, the ghost hell? is like. <laughs> And I've seen some interesting like, videos with that again, too. Buddy. You know, like sometimes, and and again, you know, you never know. Like it could be real or it could be far fetched, but like it's it's definitely interesting. Jim, Jim, what's do you know the basic mechanics behind? And how do you say it again? A Dybbuk box? A, a, yeah, Dybbuk box. Um, D-Y-B-B-U-K. Dybbuk. Okay. And what exactly is it? And how the fuck does it trap a ghost? It's, it's a Jewish mythology. Is a it's a it's a malice possessing possessing spirit believed to be dislocated soul of a dead person. And it supposedly leaves its host body. And when it's been exercised or whatever from like when they would exercise it, the whole taking it from whoever it got or used as a host, they would trap it inside of this box. <laughs> There, there's ones listed on eBay right now that claim to be sealed with paranormal entities inside of them. It literally says, sealed bottle, bound paranormal entity, Dybbuk box with active spirit. $15 Thomas, free shipping. Let's fucking $15 start selling free bottle, shipping, my $15 bottles. I swear to God, there's a goddamn ghost in here. What happens if you mix <laughs> this with a little bit of nitrous and a little bit of dust there? 
Hey. <laughs> but you know, they um it's another one of those weird mystical Jewish things that you know seem to pop up out of nowhere and it it from like that old world lore and they used to be actually like given as boxes in different way, you know, from like different spiritual people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 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 on the like is like wedding gifts and stuff for people to put up and like leave sealed you, sealed away or whatever. Have you guys heard of the one lady who had a Dybbuk box and I could be getting this slightly wrong, but like more or less she opened it and then horrible things started happening to her. Like her family members started dying, I believe is what happened. I have, heard, I have heard I have actually um there's and there's been a few stories like that I, I actually know of a story where a fellow ended up leaving his apartment after he unleashed one in there because it just kept torturing him so so it's bad news if you try to buy a used dimic box I think so yeah. yeah it might already be open yeah like I think the only safe thing to do with it is like bury it where no one would ever find it like uh what are you gonna do like with a box like uh, you know i think there's one in the haunted museum in vegas but uh they probably aren't gonna open that one you, but the ones i'm seeing listed here they've got like creepy like children's teeth and children's shoes and like dolls with the eyes that have been poked out it's pretty awesome <laughs> um another place that uh, besides from ebay and stuff like that is if you have an oddity store i've actually seen them for sale in some of those before there's one there's a there's a big famous one here in atlanta that a lot of people go to and it's been on tv and stuff but like there's definitely stuff like that inside of those oddity stores too i feel like Dude. these ebay ones someone just like made it and dressed it up to look like a divic box like you gotta maybe you got to go to the old country, bro. Hit, hit up like the, the the garage sales and look for the Dybbuk boxes there. This yeah. reminds me of those old TV shows, yeah. like the uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Like there was this little fucking, it was like a shoebox. It was this big, and if you opened it up, there was a tiny little skeleton in it, and it would fucking you die and stuff. <laughs> like I grew up watching this shit; it scared the fuck out of me. Worst cereal toy ever. <laughs> I'm I'm part of like a couple weird fucking spooky groups on Connection. Facebook where they do like a like oddity marketplaces. Dude, the the people that are on there, like I'm there as a voyeur, but the people that participate in there are fucking bizarre. <laughs> the shit that they're selling because I there's I don't think there's any laws about like selling body parts. So like you can buy like I don't know like a Native American scalp and shit. You can buy all kinds of weird fucked up things. Wow. Like, why do you want that? What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, if but if you own like an oddity museum, like you gotta always be adding oddities, right? Like, can you go inside that museum though? I can't. Fuck all that. I can't except they always have that smell. To, I've, I've been into the catacombs before and it all has like a smell to it. And it feels like you're just like the old remains of dead people are entering your nasal cavity and just chilling in there. And that alone is kind of weird. There's that old, there's these old catacombs. Is that in Romania that there's like, you go into this like cave and there's like 400,000 skulls. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Is it one the, the cathedral one? I or? could be. I could be. Because in Paris, they got fuck. like the, Par the Parisian catacombs are like the, the one of the more famous ones. 
And those are so extensive that they literally have to shut off entire sections. Like 90% of it is shut off from the public, not necessarily because there's anything wrong with it, but because it's so easy to get lost in there and just never find your way out. So they actually have to make it. So there's just like one single path and no real deviations to go down. Why don't they they fucking put some like signs up this way? Have you met people? Have you met people, bro? <laughs> yeah, but those are the weak ones. And then they just become part of the attraction. <laughs> yeah, Their skull right. just gets added too. This week, 800 skulls have been added. Yeah, I heard uh, some people in the Paris catacombs use them as like illegal nightclubs and have like crazy raves down there and stuff like that. I actually have a, a little chunk of a skull that I took from the catacombs somewhere in my room. You sick fuck. <laughs> I've got a brick from Jiggle He's Island somewhere with too. You? you don't think that that like tonight, Thomas, something's gonna fucking touch your dick when you're. Asleep. I was actually hoping that I got some kind of an incubus. If if I could yeah. pick anything in the world, it would definitely be the incubus. Would you want a succubus? Isn't a succubus a chick? Yeah, but you know, dude, it's like if it's nighttime, dude no one knows, knows dick geez. better. Like, so like, who knows? A- <laughs> Who's gonna call me out on a ghost dick though? Like it's not on, it's not a gay if it's a ghost. <laughs> exactly, bro. Twenty twenty three, you bigot. Uh yeah, we're still gonna have to do that episode uh episode, Thomas, about succubuses, because I've got a fucking gnarly story. Well, I've got a gnarly ghost train story too, but I I'm holding it to where it doesn't pound down on like other stories that we've been going over. But I was tempted tonight, Jim, because you're talking about the trains and there was a, a city that i lived in where a train i'm gonna i'll give it a little hint here but uh it was in san antonio and there was this old train tracks and at the very end of the train tracks was a, a house where like a legit murderer lived in and this is completely separate from the fact that one day a school bus stalls out on the train tracks right next to this old house and the train comes by and just obliterates the school bus and everyone dies on it all the kids die because it just flips it over and bursts into pieces well they named every single street around this accident site like little davy street little jimmy street sally street like becca street and just having to drive around that area and know that backstory. And someone's like, yeah, take a left on Danny and a right on Rebecca. And then a left on Jimmy. And you're like, what's up with these, all these weird names? It's like, oh, yeah, no, they're all dead school children that still haunt the area. Take oh a right God. on Jimmy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you have to remind me to bring that one back up at, at some point, man. Hey, buddy. I mean, we're going to have to uh, tell some spooky. So actually – uh, I don't know. The, the audience is going to have to hear this later or whatever. I don't care. Uh, we're talking to Sam Tripoli tomorrow. No, Saturday. So let's tell some fucking weird spooky ghost stories there. Maybe it, maybe let's talk some fucking sucky business. So nice. I don't know. Nice. We got we got to yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about this. Hang on, Ben and and Thomas. Hang on afterward because we got to fucking talk about that and send Mark some shit. Yeah, dude. Fucking a guys. <laughs> Uh, this was a yeah. lot of fun, man. Uh, it's always a blast coming on with you, bud. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I appreciate you, Jim. This was a lot of fun. You fucking filled her head with a bunch of fucking crazy shit. Uh, I'm not going to sleep as well tonight as I was going to. And, uh, <laughs> go, go find some classic Tom and Jerry and get some laughs in and maybe you can sleep a little better. Fucking a brother. Uh, 
Is there anything you want to leave us with? Sometimes I know you like to tell a fucking pirate joke. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> recent, recently I've been I've been leaving my one-liners blank and not giving the punchline so that you could guess and uh, you know come and win yourself a cool sticker over there on the show. But I guess I could. I'm pretty sure if I look hard enough, I could probably pull a pirate joke out of out of somewhere. I've got I've got a whole bunch of them on hand that I've just been saving up for a little while for. For rainy days, because you never know when it's going to be fun to have one. Drop so, the one that would get you canceled. Yeah, <laughs> let's Drop hear one. that one. Oh man, I and you know I don't. I, I can honestly say I don't know if I've got anyone that would get me canceled because they've all been just kind of. I like the cheesy dad joke style pirate joke. It's just been. You get, you get yourself canceled off a pirate ship with those. I mean, that's true. So uh, let's throw some plugs, and then you can leave us with a pirate joke, isn't it? All right. All right. Well, I mean, of course, like I had said at the beginning, man, you guys can always find everything we're doing over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com, man. You can it pretty much you throw that into the Google search and you'll find us popping up on all kinds of neat places. You can listen, watch, and even just come over there to the website and call me funny names. I, I don't mind. It's 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 quite fun. I like it. Ben, uh, tell everybody our YouTube. What's our I don't even know what the fucking what like uh, what's our projects YouTube and where can they find our documentary? What's our uh, Bigfoot documentary? Uh, Anomaly Hunters, plural, like an S at the end is the name of the channel. So just type in Anomaly Hunters. And uh, our first documentary was uh, The Search for Psychic Sasquatch. Um, uh, yeah, that's about all we have as far as like we got little fun videos. One YouTube starring channel. Jim Bob, actually. Yeah, we've got a little. We've yeah, got a yeah. I, I'm right thinking now. to make some more because our channel is kind of dead right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely, I'm gonna probably chop up a little sound bites and make some more content. Yeah, we're, we have a lot days. of content. Yeah, that we that you can <laughs> work with now. Fuck yeah, a. we could even yeah release one of these episodes before. We film the documentary. I don't know how long this next documentary is going to take to make, like, because we got a bunch of locations and weird yeah, we things do. we want to do. Nice. We do. Yeah. And you what know what? Did... I say, even if we get it out by summer, that's fine. Let's just do this one right. I mean, let's fucking let's Dude, make here's, it happen. So. Here's an idea for you guys. So let's say I'm filming you, Nate, and then you have a little, like, ghost box or spirit box, and then on your phone, you could call up one of these two guys and have them ask the questions. And that way it's like the questions are traveling through the electromagnetic spectrum to get here. And that yeah, could, man. I like yeah, that. I'm down with that. And we also we also have some friends. Let's give a shout out to uh Strange Brew, Strange Brew Podcast. Uh they are in Canada. Somewhere nice. up in the northeast, I think. I don't know where the fuck. Canada is all the same thing to me. It's a big trailer park to me. Uh, but uh, sorry, Canadians, but you guys are all trailer trash. <laughs> I like to call uh, them British Americans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even believe Canada's yeah. real legitimately. They're, they're not real. Uh, so we have some fake friends up in Canada. Uh, they're going to do some filming as well, and they're going to send it to us, and they're going to be part of the documentary as well, which is a lot. Holograms. Yeah. So awesome. So shout out to them. Go give them a follow. Go give them a like. Send them some love. And Thomas, you got some plugs one more time you want to throw at everybody? Of course, man. The, again, the Secret Mystery School 
uh, issues one through four, all available on paranoidamerican.com and on Amazon. And those uh, kids' is... coloring books are dope as fuck, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I got one of those here. I'm actually all sold out of all the other uh, ones except for this one on hand. I got to order my own copies again. But this is the newest one, Modern American Lovecraft, a horror-inspired oh. adult coloring book. And it's awesome. It's got like all kinds of really detailed types of art that are, are worthy of you know pulling out and putting on the wall or something and uh and it's super cheap and it's just something man even if even if you're the type of person that doesn't even think that you're in the coloring just having something they call kinetic learning just having your hands doing something as you're listening or as you're you know like listening to music or listening to a podcast just by moving your hands and doing something even if it's not like a permanent piece of artwork you actually retain that information a whole lot longer and that fact and many more you can learn here in secret mystery school uh memory palaces and all kinds of cool stuff so yeah please paranoidamerican.com uh, all kinds of cool fun things and uh hopefully maybe some some ghost stories with jim bob at some point yeah, right. hell yeah well, I got cheers, brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. Throw, throw your yeah. fucking get- yeah. Go for it, bro. So why don't pirates go to the strip club? Because they already got all the booty. <laughs> I was looking for a hook or, or some kind, <laughs> but they already got the hook. I don't know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers. Good night.